Um, welcome to the inaugural episode of whatever yeah. this is. Podcast that we have yet to name. What shall we name it? Mm. Mm. I mean, there's two of us for now. Mm. Uh, I was just looking around the room for inspiration. The Andrew Bust and flat screen television show. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm, a frigging large television, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what sort of Edna Mode would have set up? <laughs> We've got two black, like, executive chairs. Really do, it's like we're on Mastermind. Mm. <laughs> oh, and the mustard, Andrew's made a wonderful bevy of uh, rose tea. It's very good. Very nice, thank Oh. Um, I've got old metally the metal table in the middle to help yeah. us with our clanks and clunks. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I picked out the worst table possible. Should <laughs> I grab a best. couple books so it doesn't make as loud a clanky noise? Nah, atmosphere. Yeah. Alright. We can just pretend we're <laughs> a submarine. Horrible clanging down the <laughs> listeners' ears. Yeah. Live podcast sleep. Like, yeah, yeah, I just need to just need to take a bite of, you know, that. Oh you got just give me some of those chips, would you? It's like a sound like a tree being felled. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've listened to a few podcasts that do have just like eating down the mic and it's very uncomfortable. The eating with our mouths full podcast, episode sixty-four. <laughs> Oh, how's little uh, Wiggle Wiggly w- Woodman? Oh, Monty. Monty. He is in the process of shedding, I think, because he's turning white and kind of uh, doing a little wiggle dance thing. I've often seen white men do that as they build their sheds. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we uh, must clarify, Monty is the um, woodpecker that you have. Woodpecker, yes. Uh, he's a, a praying mantis. <laughs> Hey, let's just say he may be praying, but he ain't no, uh, he ain't no Christian. Uh, hell, on, you know, <laughs> that boy uses rubbers every dang day, <laughs> bro. That's the biggest pro contraception stick insect I've ever. Seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's this podcast called? Um, um, the vase and the wardrobe. That's already been ripped off by an Aslan Lion film, Christian. <laughs> I was thinking it was like the prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's incredibly boring. Yeah, it's really, really bad. The kids aren't even born yet, so it's just like, there's just the wardrobe sitting there. And they just use bars. In this chapter, we're going to discuss the fact that a spider went into a room on January the 3rd, 1903, and uh, the entire <laughs> contents of that one, really. Booker all happened. Built the web. Wasn't even near the vase or the wardrobe. <laughs> it's completely disconnected. Hmm. What do we call it? The, um, the, uh, the, the, sp- uh, the spooky man with the boulevard. <laughs> the spooky man on the boulevard of broken dreams. It's our Green Day fan cast. Yes, my favourite Green Day song has to be, um, Flagpole Sitter. This is an incredibly obscure joke based on the fact that the first episode of Peep Show is incorrectly subtitled on Netflix and says the theme tune is by Green Day when it's by Harvey Danger. <laughs> That's... <sighs> If you get that, podcast listeners, you're entitled to um, everything your heart desires. <laughs> and one free czar, courtesy of Matthew. <laughs> I'll let you get that czar. You know, the first, the largest nuclear test ever was called the Tsar Bomber. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, those rose tea kicks out. Yeah. I've already finished mine. I might pour another cup. It's mm. oh, a snazzy um, teapot, that's the word. It is. Spilling the rose tea. <laughs> it's not bad. But we'd have to drink rose tea every time. Is that a bad thing? I mean, that's not a bad thing. 
everyone who joins has to drink rose tea. We'll have somebody on and we'll be like, we have a caffeine intolerance. They'll be like, okay, but you're not leaving this room. Severe allergy to rose tea, forcing it down. I wheel my IV drip out the wardrobe. <laughs> Plug it right in their veins. This is still boiling. How? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good podcast title. Clotting like a madman. Clotting like a madman. Yeah. And the sheer quantity of rose tea within our veins. It's about the trials and tribulations of having an allergy to literally every substance known to man besides a nut. <laughs> Christ. S- stumble haggard into, into five guys. You reach into the back because it's the only thing you can have. That's totally what I meant. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to studiously avoid that. <laughs> I was but... trying to studiously. <laughs> Not. Hmm. I'll tell you what, we don't seem to be getting anywhere with the title. Should I grab my big book of mysteries and we can yeah. follow along and hopefully the title will just organically present itself. Exactly. Okay. Let's see. I wrote down. Christ, can I read my own writing? Um, Matthew and Andrew, let's go to a random subreddit. Yes. Oh my God. Well, open our idea. phone. Press the button. button. Right. Let's have a look. Okay. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, it really just took me to r slash shitty advice. Oh, that's quite a popular one. Yeah. I feel like we need to get more niche than that. Yeah, we need to get onto some, like, you know, Robloxes for Bernie. <laughs> um, let's see. Next is r slash 3D Shacks. Like O'Neill? No. S-H-A-C-K-S. 3D Shacks? So 3D I... Shacks, like house. Uh, like lorry? <gasps> oh! 3DS hacks! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, can you get a 2D Shack? <laughs> the Shack community. <laughs> it's the really unpopular sequel to Love Shack where everything's just incredibly literal. <laughs> 3D shacks. It's just photographs of rough shod little houses with like polarized like you need red and blue lenses on them. <laughs> oh, it's really realistic. Dawn of Spy Kids is just like a 24 hour shot of someone's house. <laughs> uh, r slash Master Returns. Again, not that interesting. Master Returns. What's Master Returns? It's just about when you come back off holiday and your pet's like quite excited to see you. Oh, okay. I thought it was like culty. Oh, God. <laughs> He slapped me out of the basement. <laughs> Christ. Um, r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. I get, for some reason, r, r slash random isn't taking me to, like, anywhere that unknown. That's the thing. I f- have you got, um, because I did that once and it really kept on taking me to really basic ones. Yeah. But um, eventually I got onto Hotties for Trump, which was Ooh. terrifying. It's a not safe for work subreddit. Just essentially the worst one you can find. Details um, from the squad car? I've not heard of it. Oh, I know what this is. It's something to do with uh, police stories. Stories about being oh. a police person and hearing stuff in the back, it, like, you know, picking up people and putting them in prison for crimes that probably don't justify life sentences. Yeah. Uh, hey, instead of a, instead of a, uh, instead of a squad car, why don't they ride a cab? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ooh. Huh? R slash Knights of Pineapple. This sounds freaky. I'm gonna open this. Yeah. One moment. 
pineapple. 47.2 thousand subscribers. Ah, nights you fight for the deliciousness of pineapples on pizza. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm subscribing to that because yeah. agreed. If you but, don't like pineapple on pizza, you're a coward, quite frankly. Yeah. And if you really like talk all the time about how much you dislike it, you're essentially the same person who's like, hey, look at this picture of a rabbit on Facebook. Oh, I'll make a lovely meal. I'll eat it. I like uh, eating meat and sex with ladies. This is what I like to do with my time. Hmm. It's a weird thing. I feel like, yeah, like not liking pineapples on pizza is in a bizarre way another like bizarre assertion of masculinity. It's like I like my yeah. steaks bleeding. I don't like hot fruit in with a meal because it doesn't go like... No, it, it does. Just ex accept the combination of salty and sweet into your life. Exactly. Hmm. So, random subreddit is taking us fucking nowhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> you may notice a pattern developing here. But the next item on my list was random Google images. Can you do that? I believe so. Oh my god, this could be horrific. <laughs> we might see something awful. Uh, what was... Um... Yes, I have an idea. If we upload this to some sort of site where you can have an image associated with the podcast. Yes. Whatever random image we have is going to be <laughs> the album art. Hmm. Da, 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 da. Sort of a. Is that Judge Judy? <laughs> is it Judge Judy? It is. That oh. two men who I cannot ascertain the age of. <laughs> playing instruments on stage. I really can't. Please screenshot this, um, folks. Okay. I really can't. I really can't tell you enough how much that looks like Judge Judy for a distance. <laughs> I'm just downloading the image. This so, is the one we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. This. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so who are these ooh, men? We found one. Uh, the one on the right. Oh, I think it's when. I sincerely think this could be when John Lennon and Paul McCartney reunite the Beatles briefly in 1987. I cannot tell if you're joking. No, it, it happened. Um, shortly after um, um, John Lennon was shot and killed by Mark David Chapman in 1980, the Beatles decided seven years on that, you know, it was time to get the band back together. And so Paul, uh, Paul uh, pictured, left, uh, met up with John and said, I'm darling, me old curly and blonde-like. It, it's remind me of... I saw a clown in a circus once and it made me think, oh, that's funny. I don't want people to laugh at me because if people laugh at you, then they like you. Hello, John, I haven't spoke to you in seven years and I can't be being dead. Hello, Paul. <laughs> As you can see, I put on a bit of weight and I wear Hawaiian shirts now. Yeah, so. and I'm your dad. <laughs> yes. And I'm your father, so... So I've it's almost certainly a father-son duo, we have to agree on that. Yes. And the instruments they're playing. Uh, <laughs> it looks like there's a, a cat leaping behind him or something. There's yeah. like a, a weird looming <laughs> shadow over this man's back that I cannot tell what it is. What is his... He's being followed by a ghost everywhere mm -hmm. he goes. A ghost of his own musical instruments, it and seems. now we are infected by it. And so, then... God. This guy really does look like a John Lennon just stayed around for a while. I'm like, good. I really want to know what's on his shirt. It looks like his Ow. shirt is made. <laughs> it looks like his shirt is made out of the concept of blackjack. <laughs> the biggest rec room thing I've ever seen. Or someone shouted Vegas like into a cotton mill, and it just came out. Oh, can. I can also see a drum set where like bits of it are just disassembled, and it looks like no one's on it. Yeah. I don't know what this picture's deal is. They're a combination. Honestly. Do we have any like URL descriptions or anything? That we can no, it's it has a really really generic URL, and it won't give you the link. Damn. I hmm. wait seriously. Maybe we could use this as part of. Oh, nice lens flash. I know. I was thinking that as well. Over the whole thing, there's this beautiful sort of earth tone lens flare, yeah. uh, capturing the two sort of halo like. 
It's really... It's quite beautiful, honestly, yeah. this picture. And it definitely... I mean, I'm going to say this photo predates, you know, in the internet era. It looks very 80s to me, and I'd say yeah. this is probably an authentic lens flare. You know? And there's a lot of wood panelling in the background, which kind of backs up your clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is wood panel city. It looks like if the House of Lords just had a day off. I think, like... It's a guitar, two guitar combo, maybe one bass, one guitar, it's hard to tell. Maybe two yeah. bass, let's not let's not get too crazy. But the boy's got an array of keyboards in front of him. He does, he isn't touching anything. <laughs> He's really not. I don't... What type of music do you think they play? Hmm. What type of song do you think they're singing right about now? I'm thinking really alt-reggae. <laughs> about, like... I don't know. It's the 1980s and every white person makes a reggae song. <laughs> Simply red dandy, UB40. But they think they're really clever because rather than like making people upbeat, it's like about the inescapability of death. Yeah, that's like that was why was like depressing reggae made by white people such a big genre in the eighties. Mm. It it it's like it's just so weird. It's like it's like collectively a decision was made like guys. I think we need to make some really terrible music for these <laughs> ten years. I think it's seventeen beats per minute, but then every like fourth bar it alternates to eighteen just to keep them on the toes. <laughs> Oh god. Hmm. We have some strange boys. I'm glad we found them. So, from this, mm -hmm. do you reckon there's a name there? I thought of a name a while back. Ooh, let me hear it. 3D Shacks. 3D Shacks? That's not bad, actually. Hmm. 3D? Oh. Possibly. I'm now thinking of, like, um, I don't know. The Greg God. Earth Tones and his son. Little Kicks or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, we need to call up the name for this band, and then that can be our name. Yeah. I've got to say, I... Okay, you're wearing a wonderful shirt, therefore you are him, and I have curly <laughs> blonde hair, and therefore I'm him. This is fair. I think... Okay. Okay, um, we each come up with the name of the band member that we are. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I think I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I've got mine. Do you want to go? Bogus Colin. <laughs> Nice. Wait, bogus first name, Colin last name. He leaves it up to interpretation. Okay. I was thinking Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, bogus Colin and Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I bet there isn't another podcast named that. I think, yeah, that sounds... Yeah. Bogus Colin and Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. I mean, <laughs> if we can't think of anything better. <laughs> okay. It's so terrible, I love it. I love that image so much. This, that's going to be our header, regardless of who these yeah, are. This exactly. is us now. This is our <laughs> if that doesn't come back to bite, oh, they're probably like 804 by now. I think the other one was like shot and killed in 1988. Yeah, so. I think I saw that. I think I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just troubling for a number of reasons. Uh, yeah, I went along a similar similar theme yeah. here with a random tweet. Wait, oh, tweet. Parentheses could be shit. <laughs> so. One last wheel spin. Have we hit it? This kicks ass. Oof. It's by, I think, some sort of cool inspired artist person. 
uh, Rules of Akia, P-T-I-K-O-B-J, mm-hmm. saying, Lately, I've become really fixated on the Queen of the Night archetype in fantasy. The term was popularized by Mozart's The Magic Flute Opera, but mm. the powerful matriarch who rules the dark dates back to ancient history with deities such as uh, Ereshkiga, Nyx, and Not. Nice. Yeah. Not a bad one here. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, and there are some pictures. I'll see if I can open a new tab and see uh, what the pictures we got. That's pretty cool. I guess we can talk about Queens of the Night and, and villains and such. Oh, cool. I like the birds flying around. This is probably Absolutely. very exciting to listen yeah, to. Yeah, um, so basically, so <laughs> picture one. Um, uh, a figure that looks like a typical representation of the Virgin Mary, but dressed in all black, standing on a crescent moon with a big... Uh, silver uh, crown. Very square as well. Yeah. Kind of taking on the form of the king in the deck of cards. I have noticed the most cursed thing ever, Andrew. What? Okay. So that thing in the middle kind of looks like um, a W, actually, when you think about it. Yes. Those stars. Um, the formation of the stars. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the picture says uwu. It says uwu. In, like... Tarot. <laughs> this is amazing. That's pretty incredible. We have Ooh, to save that picture really? as well. Yeah, that's getting saved. Second, a uh, clay um, image of some sort of deity. Um, a nude woman with sort of red skin carrying these sort of ankh looking things. I'm now scanning for uwu. Uh, to be fair, the ankhs in her hands say O, and then like her arms, W. I, I'm... Those two heads. O, O, woo. Yeah. There's just ooh everywhere, wherever you look. Maybe that's just a fact of nature. Um, Birds. Yeah. It's a woman who looks as if she may be attacked by birds, but the birds are flying away from her. Yeah, she's just sort of like... in Her relationship to these birds is completely up for debate, as is the actual size of the birds. Jesus Christ, the artist on this didn't do a great job. Yeah. It's a beautiful looking painting, but quite frankly, I can't tell that bird is like right next to her or a million miles away and is just huge. Hmm. Uh, and then this final really cool ass looking one of this um, lady with some sort of baby riding this dark horse on a cloud. This is very cool. Kicks ass and is very good. Uh, yeah. Right. So that was the three random things. I have one last one. Can I you guess which website what... I'm going to next? Oh, uh, is it um, uh, it's, um, I cannot guess for the life of me. I, I know it's Wikipedia. It ain't. What? I'm at, oh, I'm flabbergasted here. I actually didn't... What on earth? We may have to cut away briefly, but I was going to look up a random YouTube video. Oh, okay. And we could experience it, and then come back and report. This will be very good. Okay. okay. Whoa. So we should probably explain what we just saw. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's go so on the video was called... So I was the... Victim of a home invasion last night. Yeah. And um, it, it showed a man. Definitely British. Yeah, it was like, a British kitchen, British accent like you could tell um and he was the camera was focused on his like cutlery draining board yes and there was just a possum eating a bread roll sort of stuck where his like the window was open he was just there he had this like (laughs) half like a loaf of bread he was just like hauling it out by eating it and it seemed completely unperturbed by the homeowner who was like Whacking it with a wooden spoon <laughs> to try and get it to leave. He was like putting it towards the open window and he just wasn't having any of it. He like, the possum was just so fixated on the bread that anything else <laughs> was a complete afterthought. Um, and yeah, eventually it sort of situated itself into the window enough that he could 
push it forward through the, the threshold uh, with the wooden spoon, and it just sat on the window ledge, eating the rest of the bread, so sort of looking at the camera. <laughs> Such um, a wonderful creature. And also, um, it was not an opossum. It was some sort of British possum that I don't think either of us knew existed. Uh, I don't think British possums are a thing. I'm, I'm going to whack out old man Google and see what, what the okay. heck. I'm going to Google British possum and find out. Provide the audience with some content by yeah. technical difficulties. So while you're looking up whether possums exist in Britain, which I'm pretty sure they don't, um, the final thing I had on my list, I just called 15 topics, 5 clarifications. So we just say a single word, i.e. spinach, and we give a yes or no reply. And we go through 15 topics, but we're only allowed to ask each other why 5 times. So you have to save up your clarifications. So why would we ask why? If it's a really wild yes slash no. Okay, so by the yes no thing, what? Why would we say yes or no to like a, a thing? I e with spinach, so we can't use spinach. Now. Okay, I was just. <laughs> if I said yes, would you want to know why? <laughs> Is this just a response to the word spinach? Yes, it's like word association. Oh, okay, interesting. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. I think I found something that could potentially be a thing. Okay. Apparently, there are possums in, uh... Sorry, I was running away because I'm just faced with, um... Faced with this staring at me. Yikes. There are, apparently... I think that is what that was, actually. Yeah, it does look similar. It does uh, look the same. Well, there are apparently some possums that are native to, um... Australia and New Zealand. Could have been New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, marsupials are... The common brush tail. The common brush tail possum was introduced to, as I said, Epconex, and I'm going to quit there. Um, yeah, oh, it's Latin, um, Trichosaurus fulpicula, which is Greek for furry tail, Latin for little fox. Huh. And it's a common brush tail possum. And it's probably what it is, and it's of least concern conservation status. Let's make a difference. Let's change that. <laughs> Let's whack more Let's of them with spoons. Get that down a couple of grades. Let's <laughs> keep them on their toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want these possums to be productive. We're gonna <laughs> Let's make a few widows. <laughs> the widowed possum. <laughs> that sounds like a. Let's I... make that dream a reality. <laughs> Here at Widowed Possum Life Insurance, we. <laughs> It's the, like, follow-up to Scottish Widow. I've always thought, what a weird name for it. That is a really weird name. Scottish Widow, like, what? (laughs) It's like... The woman looks so, one, young, two, happy. Yeah, they're like, what, what, like, did they they do it? I mean, I think (laughs) so. Like, she's, she looks sort of Machiavellian. Like, she's wearing a big old red cape, and she's kind of smirking at the camera. (laughs) And then it just says Scottish Widows, and you're just expected to just say yes. <laughs> like, yes, of course. That's a, that's a normal thing that I've seen. <laughs> Especially for life insurance as well. Is the implication there that, like, you do it if your, your loved one is on their deathbed, I so th- that you can just reap the rewards? I thought that Scottish Widows was... Hold up. It's I, something, insurance I think it right? is a, um... Or is that a bank? No, I think Scottish Widows is a yeah, bank. Yeah, I was thinking it was a bank too. Apparently it's... No, oh wow, I thought it was a bank, but it is a life insurance and pensions company located in Edinburgh, Scotland, and is a subsidiary of Lloyd's Banking Group. Interesting. So it's connected, so... Uh, <laughs> I like, I'd love to see <laughs> a collaboration advert, which is just a Scottish guy like, 
Hello, I'm a married man. I'm, I'm married to my wife. And the Lloyd's TSB horse just trampled. <laughs> one of the dark robe widow elites steps out of the background. Originally, like, <laughs> the bit of the advert you don't see before she smirks to the camera is that she was wearing a white cape beforehand, but because her husband just vaporised, <laughs> it had to change. <laughs> it's really going to be called Scottish Wives of Hair Living, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to suggest a topic? And we will yes or no said okay. topic. The existence of um, large cats within the United Kingdom. No. Why? Because it's a myth. Have you not seen those jaguar bones they found in that place? <laughs> No. I know that the the Devon cat, or whatever it's called, that's yeah. not real. That was a dumbass fake cat that looked big. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's just a tronky lad. Get off its back. This cat is... Demon? I don't know. But... This cat is cryptid. One time, they found some like baby jaguar bones under a bench in England. What? Yeah. In, like, 2005. What? Was there an escaped baby jaguar from a zoo? Here's what I think happened, right? I think in Victorian time, because people had big exotic pets, yeah. there was a law that came out that meant they had to let them go. And obviously you can't just send everything back to like Africa or South America or whatever, so often those people were just like, there you go. Mm-hmm. And so for a while at least, there actually definitely were wild cats roaming around England, because they were let go. Cause, yeah, because yeah. they couldn't keep... Yeah. And I think, honestly, some of them might have carried on a little lineage that went on for a little while until they all died because of mm. whatever. Maybe. I think we would have experienced, like, weird... Like, because the thing is, jaguars, like, they'd either be hiding up a tree waiting to kill something, so we would have gone, oh shit, there's a jaguar in that tree that we want to fell. Uh, Or a farmer who owned, like, a flock of sheep would have been like, oh shit, a jaguar just attacked all my sheep and probably written it down somewhere. Well, yeah, some people have said that's happened to like the animals that got attacked in really strange ways like that. But never know. saw the culprit. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Mm, maybe then. What if, right? I mean, it's not out of the question if like zoos and shit just like release their jaguars because they couldn't be Jaguars are like high places, right? They like to get up in trees and yeah. survey the area. Okay. Now, in um, London, there are these four pillars. Mm-hmm. One of which is always empty. Members of the public can like perform things and stuff. Right. Who really is tall enough to always see what's going on at the top of that thing? <laughs> Only a jaguar. Exactly. <laughs> Are you saying Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II employed a, a troop of jaguars to survey like Trafalgar Square? That is exactly what I'm saying. Keeps down pigeons, um, wards <laughs> off... Uh, <laughs> That's not untrue. Wards off miscreants. Uh, <laughs> and quite frankly, um, adds to the ambience. The satanic prowling heard from above. <laughs> Mixed with the chimes of Big Ben. Sweet music to the ears. What I'm saying is that... Because obviously sometimes you're walking around, you hear... Mm. That's a jaguar sound. Yeah. Mm. I guess back in... Oh, maybe that's how we got acclimatised to like the sound of cars. Right, bear with me here. Okay. <laughs> in, in the Victorian era, they were so used to all the jaguars atop the pillars <laughs> prowling that when... Henry Ford came out with the first Automac car. People were just like, I'm not worried by that noise. Because I've experienced the Jaguars in Trafalgar Square. I'm used to the constant purring from above. <laughs> just like, I don't mind a little bit of purring from below, quite honestly. 
I said, I must have been, what was that? Oh, I think it must have been about 17 Jaguars. <laughs> that was the, that was like the, um, before to, uh, horsepower. It's completely think audible. of the name of one of the most successful British luxury car companies. Oh shit. We've cracked it. That's all I'm saying. Consider this not busted. Each of those little Jaguar took, because there's not a lot of Jaguar cars. Exactly. Far fewer than non-fancy cars. Well, have you ever seen a human driving a Jaguar car? No. Is it safe to assume that every Jaguar car is driven by a Jaguar? With a little cap. Yeah. <laughs> Under the employment of Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> the, reason, the only reason she's allowed to like kill swans is so that she can feed them to the Jaguars. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So they can dine well. Is that the reason the class system exists? <laughs> what class are... Ja Jaguars must be, like, properly bougie, then, yeah. if they're under the employment of the Queen. I mean, a lot of Jaguar cars have blacked-out windows, because they're quite fancy. Exactly. So you can't see who's driving it. They have a little totem of probably who's driving the car on the front. Exactly, exactly! Each one modified to reflect the actual individual animal themselves. Fuck. All I'm saying is, right, the Queen's corgis have been dying off at a pretty strong rate recently. I'm just saying, when you have two main breeds of pet, and they interact mm. like that, it's not going to get along too well. That's true. Also, the whole, um, the, the hats that the, the guards outside Buckingham wear make sense now. Because they're so high up. Jaguar could easily have <laughs> up one of those. And that's why you shouldn't ever provoke them seriously. Because, yeah. frankly, it's not, like, for them, it's not for respect. They, quite frankly, know that the jaguar can be perturbed and easily attack you. It's for your own safety. Every time you disturb one of those guards, they let out a single tear. Because they know that you're just not getting back from that. <laughs> this poor fool. This poor... Yeah. If only they knew what they were reeking. But they've been trained to just stay so stoic. In the face of almost total <laughs> peril. One errant twitch, and that jaguar would ratatouille them into, like, firing <laughs> off their guns into a crowd. Firing them at the queen. <laughs> She only feeds us swan. We want more than swan. We want the pigeons from the Victorian era. That's a little known fact, actually. Swans are fucking disgusting. That's the only reason the Queen doesn't want you to eat them. And she makes out that pigeons are so disgusting as well. And it's just because they're the only treats that jaguars can have. I lost track of that train of thought quickly. Hmm. Okay, next topic. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I will come up with one. Okay. Hmm. I'm just trying not to get inspiration from my room because it's all very mundane stuff. Um, illegal Russian whaling. Yes. Why? Because, like, like, going and, like, just being able to go, oh, and have it be illegal is amazing. <laughs> okay. I see where you went with that. Hmm. Yeah, that's quite a heavy-hitting one. It's quite hard to, like, argue either way with that. Hmm. Okay. Owls. Owls. Hmm, that's a good question. That is a damn good question. Owls? Question mark? <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> you can't do that to me. <laughs> it makes so much sense as well, because it's the Night Mother's code. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. No to owls. Sorry, no to owls? No to owls? Yeah. Why? I'm going off-piste. I, like, I don't care that I only have five clarifications, because we're probably <laughs> not going to do 15 topics. But I think. No. Regarding owls and my response to no, 
I consider them a bit of a played out motif. I think owls feature too frequently. I think owls are for some reason that, honestly, if you can figure out like a logical, coherent reason for this, I'd, I'd be all is. They're associated with books. Yeah. They're um, seen as like wise and like totems of just knowledge. And I don't quite get why. Yeah, how did this happen? No, if we really think about it, these are like birds that spin around their necks, like, and they're good at that. And they also, like, if you look through their ears, you can see their eyeballs. And they're birds of prey as well. Like, they're efficient killing machines. It's similar with lions, I guess, as well. Lions are like a sort of the, like, the poster boy for the British Empire. And they just kill stuff. Well. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, also they're seen as, like, noble. Well, it's because they, um, like in uh, British, you know, how the British aspire to have, you know, a strong, stiff upper lip and mm. sort of be stoic in the face of things. Lions just lie around all day and make their wives do everything, which yeah. is closer to the British Empire ideal than I think any other animal can get to, besides, of course, the velociraptor. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> That's going to be on the reverse of the new pound coin when they bring it out. <laughs> Thatcher's going to be on the 50 pound note, and then we're going to have a Velociraptor on the back instead of Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> what a cursed, irredeemably <laughs> cursed piece of tallow that would be. You have to buy something that's worth 51 pounds, so you hand over your least favourite pieces of currency. <laughs> That'll be one Thatcher and a Raptor, please. <laughs> Christ. And what's that for? A Freddo, because it's 2030. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, on the plus side, in, um, I'm going to say, like, 2042, the price of Freddos will have um, gone down quite considerably because they won't exist because chocolate manufacturing will be put to the back burner in the face of trying to keep people alive with basic needs such as bread and beans. That's true. So, basically, I think uh, owls are suck. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I do want to slightly divulge into just why they are. Yeah, because it's strange. No, being real, it's like, what, what have they done what to earn this? Is it I'm trying to think of anything that's related to them. Oh, yeah, I think I might have might a like, slight idea, because they can literally see things more. Because they can spin around their heads and yeah. see things better, but at the same time, it's like, they've got big eyes. Could be like, you know, big eyes, big brain, but owls actually have quite small brains. Yeah, they do. They have really disturbingly long legs as well. If you yes. notice, because they're sort of big, chunky bodies. And do you know about their ears? Yeah, is it a thing you can see their eyes? No. That, oh yeah, that. But also, one face is up, one face is down. Their ears are like cone-shaped, right? And one of them is angled upwards and one is angled downwards. That's so strange. And it's something to do with, uh, you know, like if you, if you click at an angle in front of you, you're your ears will sort of work out based on the times they receive the sounds at, sort of where it is, because of the delay, like the Whoa, changes between the others. Because of the, the time delay they figure out yeah. what it is? That's really cool. I it's the same that. with owls, but they can do it up and down then as well, and because they've got them on the left and right, it means they can do left, right, and up and down. So mm -hmm. that's why they're such efficient killing machines, because if a mouse makes a noise somewhere on the forest floor, it knows where, altitude-wise it is, and it knows where like laterally it is so it just knows where it is by hearing it and it can just look and go like there's a mouse going down maybe that's where they got the wise reputation from because quite frankly they're like have these mantis shrimp ears that mean they can do super cool killing that is true hmm. it's cool i didn't that weirds me out because it's it's like specific examples like the platypus foot and everything where like in nature there are just some asymmetrical things yeah that really weirds me out because humans don't really we don't really have that do we we're like pretty much symmetrical beings 
Um, yeah, I don't think we have a lot of... Oh, wait, no, that actually, no, our internal organs really massively... Yeah, but I, I don't think there are that many species with completely symmetrical internal organs. Mm. Let's find out one. Let's get a fish and just, like, be like, whoa, and zip up that boy <laughs> and just see what makes him tick and then throw him back into the beach when he's done. Mm. Sometimes I think about the fact that, like, when you can see inside of a fish's stomach and be like, God, there's like so we had so lucky that that didn't end up happening to us. How do you mean? Well, like Christ, if we were like a species that because we'd be, it'd be normal, you know, if it did happen to us, but be able to look at a person, see every muscle in their face. Because quite frankly, when you think about it, okay, we look at a fish, we can see its organs and stuff, and we're yeah. like, gross. But what? What if we were? Like, what if an alien just like came down to earth and looked at us and vomited? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it? It's so repulsed by just the, the the way in which we work. Just like, no, us. Just like, because like, we're, we are human, so we can't help having like human as the standard of looking good. That's true. An alien could come down and just, we're always like, oh, imagine how gross an alien could be whatever. An alien could come down, look at us and be like, oh my God, this thing goes completely against every standard I have of what should be good. Like, yeah. Because quite frankly, you know, we're, we're like engineered to like symmetry everywhere. We're mm-hmm. big fans of symmetry. If there was an entirely like, asymmetrical alien being race thing, that came down and saw something so aggressively symmetrical as a human being. Yeah. We just got super upset. We'd all have to start wearing eye patches and stuff just to be able to them to look at us. Mm. <laughs> what? Because it has one eye? Yeah, only on one side. Oh, Dude, right. Pirates would be able to converse with asymmetrical aliens so well. Yeah. Like, hey, look at this. Peg, whoa. Hook, whoa. Eye, whoa. Parrot, whoa. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. Do you reckon the reason pirates did all that, and like, bear with me here, <laughs> Is some sort of body plan Jenga. As in, like, they got their leg locked off because, oh shit, they got gangrene and trench foot in the same wound. Fuck. So the whole leg's gotta go. So they get the wooden leg. And then that wooden leg, wood's not as heavy as, like, meat and flesh and all the bones and stuff. So they were kind of toppling to the right because their left leg's gone. Oh. So then they were like, got to get a parrot on the left, balance me back out. <laughs> and then that parrot gets really fast. So they're like, got to dig out my eye. <laughs> and then they put their tricorn or jaunty to balance that out. And then... Just like taking off a pirate's parrot, just he just crumples. <laughs> His bones just split. His bones Jenga. He just like falls apart entirely. It's like one of those cartoons that you get shown as a kid. This sample and the skeleton is, and you just see this puddle man looking up at you. <laughs> Give me back my. You put the power back on him, and he, <laughs> he like stretch Armstrong's back into normal shape. Wow, we've got a product. Yeah, <gasps> it's like pop up pirate, but the inverse. <laughs> prop up pirate. <laughs> prop up pirate. That is pretty good. Also, I was thinking, uh, there is one animal, or well. What would it be? Phylum of animals? Something of animals. Uh, that is completely asymmetrical. Ooh. It's sponges. Because they grow a bit like a plant. Uh, they don't have set body plans. They like just make a new node, and then that node will grow into a bit of sponge, and then that sponge can get a new node on it. And they kind of just end up making these really amorphous shapes. But I think everything else is pretty symmetrical. So is it in response to um, sunlight in the same way that a plant would? I don't think so. It's probably something to do with nutrient concentrations around them or something. But, um, yeah, that's, really I think that's the only one I can think of. That explains why I've always found Spongebob so hideously ugly. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Maybe that's why he could never find a mate. Because he was too symmetrical. 
That is a good point. Though, Swandrop is ace. Yeah. Swandrop is canon ace. Yeah, nice. Steven Hillenberg. R.I.P. as well, yeah. Jesus. Like, I remember being inspired by that guy as a kid, just seeing, like, oh, he went from, like, a marine biologist to making a show that, like, wanted to teach kids about, like, like, sea life and stuff. It was just cool. But he said that he described him Swandrop as an asexual yellow sponge, because there was a big thing in America about a controversy about him being gay, because he was friends with Patrick, who was also a man. And also what? Spongebob apparently acted in some sort of effeminate manner and Spongebob was... There's also a part on Wikipedia that says Spongebob is a gay icon even though I have never seen evidence of this. Yeah. I'm just like... You can't you never say see, I agree. I, I've never gone to a gay club and seen a, like month, like loads of episodes of Spongebob playing like in the background. I've never seen two men oh. kissing as tea in the tree dome like it silhouettes them. I have a story to tell you. Oh, I? <laughs> Following a trip to a, a gay club... I took my first ever trip to a straight club. Oof. Genuinely, right, this was how the night went. Came from the gay club with a sword that I found on the floor. Wow. So I I had a sword. It was gay culture. Um, Exactly. Uh, The bouncer checked to see if it was real, (laughs) which was like the first red flag that I was like, do I even want to go here? But everyone else was going, so I went in. And... Right. <laughs> they were playing what loosely qualifies for music. I could feel it more than I could hear it. Like Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And the walls were covered in uh, sort of secondary school projection boards, right? All around the club. So it was quite dark inside. There was like a strip pole, there were some people doing their stuff over there. It's quite cool. Um And then surrounding, like, a stairwell, which went down to the toilets, which is a really weird idea. Like, the dance floor had a spiral staircase in the middle of it, which you kind of had to dance and move around. It was a very bad position. Yeah. Yeah. This was built next to a monastery. This is here, by the way. It's like, (laughs) this feast tree's down, I think. Um, Yeah. Right? (laughs) And no joke, on these, like, pull-down projection boards, Mm -hmm. it was intermittently playing monster truck videos... And clips from Naruto. <laughs> Genuinely no joke. It was the weirdest experience I've ever had. And the Sorry. only thing that kept me sane was my sword. <laughs> and the fact that a few of my friends were like pole dancing. And I was like, that's quite cool. And then I'd turn around and I'd be like, there's a lot of straight people here. And they're all watching the monster truck videos and kind of bopping. And then the song will change and Naruto comes on and I want to scream. Hey, look, we're, we're trying to attract uh, red-blooded American heterosexual males. What do they like? Monster trucks. What do they love? Naruto. <laughs> I just also, like, it may have sounded like my reaction to that was just nothing. No, I was paralyzed by yeah. amazement. <laughs> Jesus you Christ. You turned into more mouth than man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, monster it was pretty monster, Jesus, monster trucks and Naruto. That's, like... I don't know what, like, conception of heterosexuality that is. Yeah. Like, what kind of, like... I, I, I just, like, that's bizarre. I just, yeah, like, the music in straight clubs is always, like, clockwork, like, boom, 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 mm. boom. Well, in gay clubs, you get, like, stuff like, fundamentally, you get share. Yeah. You don't get share in straight clubs, and it's just, like, well, I mean, on Cheesy Tuesdays, which is when, you know, one becomes an honorary gay club, which is yeah. just, just theatre kids and just good times. Honestly, share plus monster truck videos, I would <laughs> see that. <laughs> just, dude, I want to... I want to get some, like, proper, like, deep-cut, depressing, like, share one of the, like, slow ballads from, I'm going to say, like, the 70s, and just cut it with, like, completely unfitting monster truck crashes. 
That sounds incredible. <laughs> or, uh, what am I thinking of? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. For some reason, my brain just came up with Dead Ringer for Love plus, like, the Thomas the Tank Engine crash compilation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that needs to be realised at some point. Oh my god, just like, just like, let's <laughs> just share, like, playing the mother in Mask. Like, into because you know she was in that film Mask. No, wait, Mask with oh, Jim no, Carrey. No, not not that Mask. Oh, okay, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> worlds would have collided. <laughs> no, no, no. This film Mask that was made in the um eighties was based on the true story of this child who had this uh, facial deformity. Okay, it sort of had like a very very long sort of um, rectangular face, and um, it was a film written by Paul Schrader. I think directed by him as well. He wrote Taxi Driver for Martin Scorsese. He also um wrote Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters. Recently, the film First Reformed, it's been doing really well. Basically, with this film, Mask, uh, Cher plays the mother of the child with facial deformity. Mm-hmm. And she did really well. I think she got like a couple of awards for it. She like was a really good actress. I want to take footage of her from Mask okay. and intercut it with Naruto footage <laughs> and structure a coherent narrative out of it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Would it be the whole movie plus one episode of Naruto, and they, like, somehow, like, helically, narratively, weave together until they form the something that made sense. That sounds, yeah, like, any point when Naruto, like, oh, I could just replace one of the characters with Cher, and have every time Naruto, like, talks to them, it just responds with Cher responding with a contextually appropriate clip from the film. <laughs> Is she in the film most of the, like... I mean, yeah, it's a film about this kid and, you know, his mother plays a massive part because she's, you know, like, the other kids ostracise him and his mother is like, you know, you're... She's essentially, um, you could say the lead actress. Okay. She's, like, the big, big role. Because the kid is, like, important, but the, the mother is, like, kind of... It's, it's, you know, it's a film about... The mother-son relationship is a very important story. Okay. It's kind of strange, though, because you can't really find photos of the real kid. It's really hard to find them. Hmm. I find it's quite interesting, but apparently they got the makeup right and stuff, but, uh... Yeah, but basically, I want to get footage of Cher uh, from the film and manipulate it so she's running very fast with her hands stretched out far behind her back. (laughs) Maybe you could make some sort of... I don't know how you would do it, but, like, get every single point where Cher is in that film and sort of, like, remove her almost sort of rubber-like from the frame and then sort of plaster her over the skeleton of a Naruto character... And then just animate, animate. Let the two run side by side, dude. So no matter what that character's doing, Cher is still telling her side of the plot. That'd be incredible. I can imagine. I'm thinking about it now, and it feels horrible. Cher's arms, because the way they would like bend, like they bend in like eight positions at once. (laughs) The best thing ever. She'd walk like Quop. Yeah. Oh my god, this needs to be made. I'm Cheruto. Cheruto. Na mask day, go Ruto. This <laughs> <laughs> is Ruto bus. <laughs> Ruto bus. Oh Jesus! Can that be the episode name? <laughs> Ruto or bus? Yeah, that was it. Or does it have to be our? Um, I've already forgotten what our we're, two names um, were. We're... Bogus Colin and Crystal Snake, Snake Eyes. Eyes Lee. Yes. Okay. Presents episode one of our podcast that we. I thought that was the name. Okay. Oh yeah, I was just establishing if that was the name, but yeah, sweet. So hashtag one Ruto or bust. Ruto or bust. 
episode one in the Bogus Colin and <laughs> Crystal Snickers Lee podcast. I'd okay. love to see one time somebody with like this cardboard sign saying Vegas or bust. And after a while, he realised he can't get to Vegas. So he was like, guess I'll just bust. <laughs> what does that entail? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what does it mean? I always assumed it just meant like, got no money. How do you... How, how do you but yeah, it's, it's like, like just saying something. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, hey, what haircut do you want? I like, I'm a short, and, you know, classic short back and sides. Or bust. Like what can or yeah. bust is something that you can it's I think, genuinely never considered it contextually. I always just assumed or bust meant like or I have no money left. But that doesn't make sense. It's I'm guessing it means like, you know, you see people saying Vegas or bust, as I do every single day. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like when they're Can't saying move it, for exactly, it's like friggin' it's an epidemic. People like they're just just don't have to face it. Bust already. Yeah. <laughs> They don't ever drop the side. You see them there the next day, still saying Vegas or bust. The only outcome is Vegas, because they're not going to bust. I mean, like, I wish they were. I wish, quite frankly, these people would just bust. Honestly. Without having to, like, keep those signs up everywhere. I'm like, get out of the way as well. Some tether hooks. But I think, honestly, that when they hold those signs, when they say or bust, it means that... I think I know what you're going to say. It's an extremely elaborate and costly form of edging. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see those people who've been standing there for going on 18 months now, um, still Vegas or Boston, they're, they're getting there, slowly. Christ. Will they spontaneously combust? Spontaneously combust. <laughs> you just look their way and their face ahigals or however you say it's so hard that their like bottom jaw comes off. Their tongue rolls out their mouth. Just like that Junji Ito book. They just curl up infinitely. Police routinely have to sweep busters off the sweets. Maybe that's the outcome. You look down, streets littered with um, Buster from uh, Arthur the Arbuck. Is that the little... Who... The bunny man! Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes! <laughs> you see that rabbit? And just think, hey, this is a wonderful kind of day. <laughs> Low-definition JPEG artifacts of Buster just, like, toppling on top of each other. Hey, Come DW. <laughs> Save my friend! <laughs> Pay his Vegas tuition. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mom was found dead today. After a notable absence of Vegas, he busts. God, what did this come from? What topic would this start? Have we... We've looped from... Uh... God. 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 I mean, yeah, everything comes from that. Wait, have we still not gone past owls? No. Are we technically still on owls? We're still on owls. How did this even happen? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to go further than owls. We can. Do we have the, the, the skills? I think by every definition we have gone further than owls. Yeah. What? How? I, I don't... 
Yeah. I don't know how we got here, quite honestly. I'm, I'm scared. I'm lost. <laughs> I need a verbal Google Maps to get back home. <laughs> Just a man. One more topic to bring us home. Yes. Uh, I asked the last two. You do the last yes, no. Okay. And you're going to clarify. Because <laughs> otherwise, that's the end. Going into Greg's and ordering about 17 sausage rolls. <laughs> and when they arrive saying, not hungry and tipping them up. <laughs> what would the ramifications be of that exactly, though? Sadness. <laughs> yeah. Like, can, you can waste police time. Can you waste Greg's time? Because, <laughs> like... Can you impersonate oh. a Greg's worker? <laughs> Giving inaccurate pasty expertise. I'm thinking, would that count as, like, vandalism? I mean, like, well, the thing is, you don't make sausage rolls to order. They make them, mm. you just take them, like, from you the do, tray. But you've got to order so many that they have to make some more. Yeah. <laughs> so by that point, you, you have a, a distinct sausage roll debt owed to you. And you don't turn over any cash. You do turn over the tray full of sausage rolls <laughs> right onto them. Uh, horrible horrible burns um because this thing's piping hot and then yeah like you can't be and you have paid you haven't paid okay I was in this check. scenario you haven't in this, paid so hmm you've received no product and given no payment <laughs> but you it's not really that you received no product you have given back products <laughs> yeah but that's still not waste on their part well i mean it is but I don't know, I think it probably would constitute some sort of crime, or at least nuisance. Yeah. I think everybody in Greg's would hate you. <laughs> this is true. You couldn't go back to the Greg's. Yeah. If, if Greg's has bands, this is, this is it. Next day, roll up and try and order a spaghetti and meatball pasty, and you just can't. Yeah, it existed. <laughs> it existed for a brief period during, like, 2012. Had one. Hellish. Oh. It's like oh. the last Greg's thing I ever ate, probably. <laughs> Not so if you, um, you roll up there. <laughs> you sausage roll up for that. Yeah. Just, yeah, basically what the track Expected that. Was. Hmm. I think, honestly, like, how do you get... This reminds me briefly of this, um, when I worked at the radio station back home, there was this really ominous message above the mixing board. Mm -hmm. It said, if you receive any calls relating to this man, name here, right. do not respond to them and do not call them out on air. He is being victimised. What? Yeah. It was one of the most ominous and troubling things I'd ever read. It was just like, just no further explanation, he is being victimised. I always thought I'd make a, a good title or something. This what could that possibly mean? He's just being victimised. People are calling up on the radio and saying, whatever, and trying to get stuff... I mean, to be fair, one time my friends went on the radio and called Rockstar by Nickelback in my name, which I think constitutes harassment to some Yeah, no. But yeah. That's 50 years' time. I don't think, but... So there must be some sort of, like... Greg's system but it's like if you see this man walk into our shop turn him away he will burn you <laughs> he'll give you the old topple run <laughs> he'll give you the old train away <laughs> the bake mistake <laughs> the roll troll <laughs> if you see the sausage troll enter the shop <laughs> yeah that's how you get banned from Greg's they must have something in the shop, which is like, you know, if um, a lot of things say, like, user agreements that you have, by doing something, you are inherently agreeing to something. Mm. And 
only by not using the product can you accept the terms and conditions. So it's like, uh, you know, like your vo your uh, your void your warranty on like a piece of tech if you pull the tab out wherever yeah, the CPU is. Yeah. Um, maybe Gregs have some sort of inbuilt like ah that's it, tiny <laughs> sign. It's a it's a micro. What's it called? A micro dot of information. Sure. Yeah. Like a really small. Super, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, full Tiny stop. font. Yeah. It's in the the eye in like the. The eye in the word Greg's. No, no, no. Okay. I was thinking more like the food hygiene organization oh, standards. Wow. Where it's just like very good, and then in the eye dot, <laughs> because it's the only letter in food hygiene standards which isn't capitalized. Um, it says, um, upon entry into Greg's, you'll hear a bell ring, because it gets thwacked by the old door. When you hear that ring, you've entered into an official agreement with Craig's, wherein you're not allowed to sausage troll us. <laughs> if you do, you are, yeah, you're allowed to be, like, you have to be arrested. <laughs> you have to be arrested. This must happen. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave. They pull the shutters down. Yeah. Everyone else in there is just having a mess. Alarms stop blaring. <laughs> it's sort of just like being locked in the same room as a kraken. The sausage troll just doesn't stop <laughs> trolling everywhere and tipping up pasties and cakes and doing everything he can. Just sausage trolls as he can. <laughs> Did you know the name of Greg's actually came from? Um, one time the uh, guy who founded it was asked uh, what the secret ingredient in their pasties was, and after a brief moment of angry resistance, he actually gave up what it was. He asked him, he said, "Grr." Nice. That is, that's what that's what happened with that. Yeah. I was thinking it was more along the lines of um, he started his organization sort of like selling Panasonic Blu-ray players and thirty-two inch LCD TVs and forty-two inch LG HD TVs. For what price? For the low, low price of about four eighty-nine, I think. Yeah, I think the Panasonic Blu-ray player was ninety-nine dollars. You think? Yeah. I've got a feeling that you know that. <laughs> For reference, viewers, yeah. our dear friend, um, what's your name again? <laughs> what, the name of the mascot? Yeah, yeah what's, no, your name. Something Snake Eyes Lee. Oh, Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. Snake Eyes Lee. Our good friend How Crystal. could you forget? I, oh, sorry, of course, we've known each other for many, many moons. Yeah. Crystal, wow, Crystal Snake Eyes Lee, amazing to say. Crystal Snake Eyes Lee over here is obsessed with um, an advertisement for the... American chain HH Greg. Yeah. Which in which a scene stick tells you about <laughs> basically a stick, yeah. <laughs> tells you about the Christmas and July deals. Which involves the low cost of ninety-nine dollars <laughs> for a Panasonic Blu-ray player. Four ninety-nine. <laughs> and uh, also the voice of the stick went on to voice John Arbuckle in the Garfield. I remember you telling me that and I genuinely thought I had like a heart attack. <laughs> like, how? How was he allowed to voice these two <laughs> beautiful works of art? Let someone else have the mantle. It's bizarre to think that that is the exact same John Arbuckle that was in the spider suit of ill use. You know, the very tense sexual energy picture of John Arbuckle in a massive spider suit. No. Christ. Okay. I thought you were talking about, like, Spider-Man's suit. No. Uh, you Wait, what? Seen... John Arbuckle. I'm going to put on John Arbuckle sexual energy in, into Google. It's I've the most absolutely search. not seen this. Wow. Okay. I've seen the one where he drinks the dog cum. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what you know. It's, that's every. That happens. I think in every episode of the new series. It's like his catchphrase. 
His catchphrase is gulp. That was dog cum. <laughs> it's also the first thing I say aloud in the morning. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this is it. What the fuck? You've never seen this? No. (laughs) That's horrific. Um, I mean, the thing is, right? I, I, I can think of an acceptable context. Me either. Okay, for reference, I mean, probably everyone else knows about this other than me. It's quite a big image. I've seen it a lot of times. John Arbuckle is in what looks like a Vanta black costume of a spider because there's no light coming off him, and like his legs aren't touching the floor. So it's safe to assume that he's just sort of curled up in a black orb, supported by really spindly spider legs. And Garfield looks fucking horrified. And apparently, John has just said the phrase, he looks shocked. He does look shocked. I can't even see his face, but I know that, like... And John Arbuckle, for reference, has the sleaziest possible expression. Yeah. He just... I mean... What? Okay, these new, um... What am I looking at here? Go, We're just going through Garfield comics. I eat giant. That's why I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a YouTube video that's like a follow-up to the whole um, Garfield one. Oh, stupid cat! Yeah, it's called um, what is it? Garfield becomes God and vores the universe. Huh? It exists. That's amazing. I feel like the sad thing is right. There was a time when my go-to verb for that wasn't boring. <laughs> what? Eating? I just feel like if you... Well, eating something quite large that shouldn't be eaten. Yeah. That's just boring, quite frankly. I don't know what I used before. Probably, yeah. like, just consumed. Yeah. Or, like... Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's a very apt word, because it's kind of eating something that's way too big. And it's gone, I gotta say, in your stomach for a bit. <laughs> Within the capitalist system, we are considered uh, vores above being citizens. Uh, vore. We're not going down that vein. Okay. We can't just talk about vore. Can we go down that esophagus? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Jump into that open moor. Onto that pillow we wet on. Hey, if there's one... Uh... <laughs> Matt crashed. Sorry, Bogus Colin crashed. We can't use those as our names. We'll we'll die by episode two. <laughs> I want to keep going. Even if we keep forgetting, we'll just paste in the audio of us saying our names into where we accidentally said our real names. <laughs> I'll do it in Microsoft Sam, please. <laughs> Microsoft Sam. Oh, everybody. Foreground time. window. I heard of the F as a V. Hmm? Heard of the F as a V. Foreground window. <laughs> <laughs> it seems you are trying to warn me. <laughs> Everybody, it's time for Vore. Crawl into my open moor. Won't see sunlight anymore. <laughs> that was Matthew's poetry corner. The bit of the podcast I apparently just despise. That <laughs> <laughs> hurts to listen to. It's going to be bad to hear. <laughs> it's going to be very bad to hear. <laughs> Mr. Obama, Mr. Obama, I'm trapped at the bottom of a well. Please don't do this to me. Mr. Obama, I... Perish now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not fucking around with this water level. Just turn both taps on. You're getting hot and cold, mate. (laughs) What did you do if you looked down the sink and you saw an Eevee and it looked up at you and said, 
Hey, I ain't a Vaporeon just yet. Get me out of this joint. And you, you, you drowned it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that thing that I always do when, um, like, there's a bit of something in the sink and you really just don't want to touch it, where you, like, pick up the plug and you kind of just, like, force it onto it and kind of spin it around until it just disappears, goes down the drain. Yeah, you take the microwave plug out of the wall and then just shove it down there. <laughs> You get an onslaught of cocktail sticks. Just push it through each individual hole of the plug. Just destroy any life. Then your landlord asks you why the entire house is broken. What do you do? Just like you went down and you saw like um like a well dressed businessman who said, "I've had quite the escapade. Please let me out." And he boiled a kettle. And just... <laughs> you get some Mister Muscle. You can drown him. Oh god. What do you do if you genuinely woke up one day and you saw a guy like dressed in a jogging outfit and just like horribly damp and covered in like rotten banana skins and stuff? Dressed in a what outfit, sorry? A jogging outfit. I thought he had Johnny outfit. Oh no, dressed like um Johnny Johnny, Johnny yes, papa, yes, papa, yes. No, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Great minds think. Great minds just fail too. <laughs> Like, you, you open the bathroom one day with your key, your bathroom key. Otherwise, people cannot, you know, get in or out. You have to use the bathroom key. Mm-hmm. And the man is there. He's wet. He's covered in, like, old banana peels and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm really sorry. I just came out of your toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got out of there. I was stuck in the sewer pipes for a while. I'm out of there now. I want to make a movie about my experiences. It's going to be um, CGI, but most people, based on the production company's history, will think it's uh, claymation. But no, it's CGI. I want to be cast as some Hugh Laurie rat... I want to be big story of me traveling in underground to solve crime perpetuated by Toad. And as I solve this, I meet um, other rat lady, played by uh, Kira Knightley, if you can't get her, get someone else. And I want to um, have epic start film where I'm small rat in rich person house. And by the end of the film, I come back to my house and I, uh, no, I don't. I live in the sewer forever because that's where I want to be. And I make new friends in the sewer and there are slugs. I want this film to be called uh, Flushed Away by Armin Animations. I want this film to be um, the number one box office success of 2008, I'm going to say. Um, I was... I Right. I've seen Flushed Away about half. Yes, I think everyone has. There's something very uncompelling about that. Yeah. <laughs> it, you leave it after a while. Yeah. <laughs> you don't watch the full thing and sit down with some butter kiss. You start and you're like... I have the DVD, so I should leave it running. <laughs> no one's going to watch it, though. I'm going to leave and do other things for a while. And then you come back after the movie's just, like, rolling credits, and you're like, good, I enjoyed myself, regardless of if I watched the movie or not. So, when you started describing Flushed Away, fully didn't know what was going on, but it was way too detailed for me to, like, <laughs> write it off as something off the top of the old dome. The old bogus dome. <laughs> so, I just, I just left my body for a bit, I think. <laughs> is that a way... It's like transcendental meditation, but like, instead of a mantra, you just repeat the summary of sloshed away to yourself. It hurt to stay in my body, because the sounds I was hearing, I just couldn't endure. I think, you know, um, uh, Buddhist monks, when they do that thing where they like, they eat pine cones for like... In preparation years. for death. Yeah. I think what you just did to me was the first stage of that, and I have to follow it through. I'm so So I'm afraid you're not getting an episode two, because <laughs> I'm about to become a monk and, like, starve myself and die in the lotus position in a small hovel made of dirt that I dig in my own back garden. 
I got flushed away. <laughs> it hurts. I can't. I don't want to comprehend the rat movie. Oh god. What about um? What about good rat movie in which little boy cheese man, fan of cheese, wanders into hat of hair and pulls and tugs until man does his bidding? Oh okay. I fully thought you were talking about Stuart Little and I was about to talk about how much I hate yeah, Jesus that Christ, rat. That an asshole. Like, the car makes no sense. I think we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, there's no reason for that to work. It doesn't. Nobody's going to design pedals at that level. Yeah, like, I've seen Stuart Little about half as well. Um, I swear you see that fool's feet touch the pedals and he presses down. Pedals move, which, why? Yeah, they no... should just be die-cast plastic. Um, and then the car goes. No one's holding the controller because it is an RC car. He's at a boat competition or something, right? Can't quite remember. Oh wait, it's a sailing boat, tiny little boats, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Oh, he gets in another form of RC transport, and it works. <sighs> it's like just fundamentally not how the world works. He's no. just giving kids. Fundamentally, you want to know a real serious thing that Stuart Little teaches kids that is false. What? Not just that small mice can be, and not also just that they can pilot RC cars and such. Mm-hmm. It's that it shows a cat going in a washing machine and being fine. What? Yeah, the cat Snowball, I think it's called Snowy, something like that. Um, he gets in a washing machine to sleep and stuff, and Stuart Little's like, ha ha ha, time to, for an epic prank, and presses the play button on the washing machine, and he just goes around there and he comes out all soggy and annoyed. What the fuck? That teaches kids that it's fine to do that. Some kid I, definitely did yeah, that. Yeah, I have a feeling that that's just got to have happened. That's literally how my uncle's cat died. Counting in the washing machine to sleep in the warm place, he didn't notice. It's like Also, fundamentally, think of how... That's the entire wash load that you just gotta chuck. Yeah. I also love how you called it the play button. <laughs> Resume. Resume washing. Pause. Just everything freezes. Everything freezes and immediately opens the door. You pause all operations on said washing machine. Can't drain it anymore. Yeah, stupid little. But Ratatouille. That was a film that you only really appreciate the older that you get. Hey, if this was up to you, you'd have friggin' TikTok corner. That's true. <laughs> In fact, we should do that. Oh my god, okay, yeah, let's do it. Fine. Let's see what the top TikTok is right now. Uh, I hate myself for this. Uh, I just want you to know, I don't judge you for it. Like, I judge you like, a bit. Alright. Let's do dance. Pretty cool dance. Oh. See, Naruto ran. Hell yeah. Ruto or bust? It, yeah, meant to be. The, the, the self-fulfilling prophecy is completed. It's the snake happened. bit its own tail. We ain't gone bust, lads. <laughs> the snake, whose head is a straight nightclub that sucks, bites its own tail in a TikTok. I think I've just had the most like like vivid vision of hell a person's had since the 14th century. <laughs> Did you also leave your body? I did. Yeah. Went somewhere horrible. <laughs> Christ. Maybe we should wind down, because quite frankly we've been recording for one hour and 27 minutes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That sounds so good. What's our concluding uh, thing? Okay. So, in summary. In summary. Um, God. How do we... I don't even know Yeah, we've happened. gone through, we've covered a lot of ground. We have covered a lot of ground. I feel like I've just ran a marathon, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, all my all my <laughs> muscles hurt. Yeah. It just feels kind of... It's like that post-exam feeling where you feel my brain's just been used. It's been yeah. rinsed like a sponge. You need to empty it. Yeah. 
That's why we have our second podcast, where we just yell for an hour and 27 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we got. (laughs) I don't think the last three minutes have been usable. No, I don't think... I think we're going to have to... A lot of goats are going to be separated from Chief. (laughs) From Chief? I was thinking of wheat and chaff. (laughs) Then Chief and goats. (laughs) Separating the goats from the Chief. Well, let's send it off with um, a nice boiling hot cold mug of... Yeah, I made that. Um, wow. Uh, oh, it's very late. Two and a quarter hours ago. That can't be hot by now. I'll take the rest then. Sweet. That's the big old mug, okay. Yeah. It's the drink cold rose tea challenge. Yeah. It's killing teens left and right. <laughs> also, the tea bags are still in there. So this will be very strong. Oh boy, I can't wait for this. I really Hellishly astringent. Cheers. 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 Wow. Mm. That's really not that great. I feel like a bee. (laughs) (sighs) I feel like I've already started on my monthly path. (laughs) Christ. Next up's the pine cones. My diet consists of 40% resin. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what we end it on every time. (laughs) Just us drinking the dregs of the tea. Yes! Oh my god, that's such a good way to end it, yeah. I'll go for my final sip. Bottoms up, lads. You can really hear those last dregs of tea. I sound like one of those snooker presenters from like the 80s. <laughs> and your name suits it so perfectly. You can hear Bogus Colin there. <laughs> finishing those last dregs of tea. I sound like a snooker playing racehorse. <laughs> you do a bit. Bogus Colin is what I put all my money on. And <laughs> what will lead to your tragic financial ruin? Absolutely not on Snake Eyes, it's in the oh, main. Christ, your Snake Eyes is going to go very well. Yeah. Now. Did you know um, Dice were originally called Snake Eyes because if you roll them um, twice in a row, um, uh, <laughs> you get a free copy of Metal Gear Solid. And that's the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, delete that so <laughs> So, I've been. No, you have to go first. I've been Bogus Colin. And I'm the ever easy to think the name up of Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. <laughs> and this has been Bogus Colin and Crystal Snake Eyes Lee. Is that actually the name of our podcast? Apparently so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell, I'm quite thrilled at that. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon ish. Next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>